Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Uh, let's switch gears. When I, I, I noticed an article uh, put out. It was an interview with a uh, Washington University uh, law professor named Leela Sadat. And, and I got to tell you, a great concern of mine as someone who's been a lawyer for a long time, who's, who's been practicing law for a long time, graduated from law school uh, a heck of a long time ago. You know, I'm, I'm very concerned about the the lawyers that are being produced by law schools today. Frankly, uh, we ought to be concerned about the graduates uh, that are get, that are you know coming out of all of our post-secondary uh, educational facilities across this country because of who's teaching them. And uh, and and people that go into education seem to come from a particular political philosophy, and it's not conservative, not by a long shot. And Professor Leela Sadat, who is the James Carr Professor of International Criminal Law at Washington University School of Law, uh, could not be a better example. But the, a quote that that she made, and there, she's talking about gun control and Second Amendment rights. And of course, like a lot of law professors, including a law professor that we see over at the State House right here in Indiana all the time from the Bloomington IU School of Law. This lady here in Indiana shows up and she testifies for every gun control bill uh, ever introduced, and she testifies against every pro-2A bill uh, that we ever bring. She testified against our self-defense immunity law in 2019. Uh, uh, why? I mean, you think criminals should be able to sue their victims? That's what our self-defense immunity law was about in 2019. So yeah, we had we have our own version of this right here at Indiana University, in in, in the form of a law professor who likes to show up and argue. For instance, and she's explicitly argued this multiple times that 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 the Second Amendment is a second-class right among the rights in the Bill of Rights, that it's treated differently and it should be treated differently, that it's it's restricted more and it should be re- restricted more than other rights because it essentially is a, a second- or third-class right compared to other rights like First Amendment rights or Fourth Amendment rights. And I was I'm overjoyed, by the way, when we got the, the, the case this year, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case, which was very, very clear in repudiating that argument completely. The Second Amendment is not a second tier right. It's not looked at differently. There's no there's there's no classification of rights in the Bill of Rights. There's no hierarchy of rights in the Bill of Rights. So everything that, that she's been saying to the Indiana General Assembly now for several years got completely repudiated. But I went into this talking not about uh, that lady at IU School of Law in Bloomington, but about this uh, other law professor at University of Washington School of Law. And in talking about gun rights, this is a quote that really caught my attention. Again, this is Leela Sadat. 
This is her quote. The current focus in the United States is almost entirely on the rights, and rights is in quotes, on the rights of individuals wishing to purchase and wield arms, which they frame as gun rights guaranteed by the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. I would like to say there's no such thing as gun rights because guns don't have rights. People do. (laughs) And that's just not me being professorial. Oh, yeah. Law professors love to call themselves professorial. And that's not just me being professorial. It's a fundamental point. You have to look at the entire framework in which the Second Amendment is embedded. It is part of the Constitution premised upon the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And none of us experience those rights if we're shot or terrorized by gun violence. Okay, now, there's a whole lot to unpack here. There's a lot to talk about here. And I wanted to talk about it on the show tonight because this is so emblematic. This is so typical of the kind of arguments we see and the kind of doublespeak that, that we hear from, from gun control proponents, those people who would eradicate the Second Amendment if given a moment's chance. Consider what she says. She says, there's no such thing as gun rights because guns don't have rights people do. Well, is she saying, seriously, is she saying that when people say gun rights, we're trying to say that guns have rights? Can she say that with a straight face, do you believe? It's a complete fallacy. It's a complete straw man. No one argues that guns have rights. What do we say? We say we have the right to keep and bear arms. Guns are a subset of arms. Therefore, we have a right to own guns. The Second Amendment clearly says we have the right to own guns, and the U.S., Supreme Court has said, interpreting the Second Amendment, that we have a right to possess guns. So gun rights are simply the right of people to bear out, but to bear arms, to keep and bear arms, exactly as stated in the Second Amendment. But look at the doublespeak. She goes, there's no such thing as gun rights because guns don't have rights people do. And then she ends the sentence by saying that none of us experience the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness— Quote, if we're shot or terrorized by gun violence. Oh, wait a minute. There's no such thing as gun rights because guns don't have rights. People do. Then how the hell is there such a thing as gun violence? Are guns violent all by themselves, Professor? I would love it if some first-year law student sitting in the front row raised her hand at the end of that sentence and said, and this would be, this would be me in law school. Uh, yeah, my professors, I'm, gl- I'm so glad there was anonymous grading in law school because I was a pain in their ass, let me just tell you. Because this would be me. I would be that guy. I wouldn't be in the front row. I was the guy in the back row wearing a really cheap suit, probably sweating like hell, because I just ran on my lunch hour from my job where I was getting paid next to nothing to fly over and illegally park to race in and take a law class on my lunch hour so I could race back to my job where I was making next to nothing. So I'm the guy in the back row just trying to make it through law school. But I would have absolutely said, Professor, I'm confused. If there's no such thing as gun rights... Because guns don't have rights, people do. How is there such a thing as gun violence? Are you saying guns are violent all by themselves, Professor? And what would she say to that? Well, when I say gun violence, I mean I mean people using guns to commit violence. Oh, 
So by definition, that means gun rights means people having the right to keep and bear arms as guaranteed under the Second Amendment. Would you say that's true, Professor? And, and, I, and I guarantee you, the reaction you would get had someone challenged her like that, what I call the fish mouth. You know what the fish mouth is? You know, a fish, you know, just it, 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 it almost looks like it's blowing bubbles. It's just kind of got the, the, the round mouth that opens and closes repeatedly. That's the look someone gives you when they have no idea how to respond to the fact that you just cut their head off, logically speaking, and they have no response whatsoever. That would, clearly would happen here. But let's keep going a little bit. And we're at the bottom of the hour, but I, I, this is worth further further discussion. But she, she said, there's no... There's, there's no there's no no fundamental right in the Constitution known as gun rights. And she goes, you have to look at the Second Amendment, and it's part of the entire framework of, of, of the Constitution, which is premised upon the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She's also mixing her documents there. The, the, the words, the terms, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness appear nowhere in the Constitution. Where do those come from? They come from the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence is just what it sounds like. That was our declaration severing the legal ties and the governmental ties between the 13 colonies and Great Britain. That was our Dear John letter to King George. That was saying, see ya. And yes, people have certain unalienable rights, meaning they can't be taken away. And it is the duty of government to preserve those rights. But those rights, in and of themselves, appear nowhere in the Constitution itself. But I agree that the Declaration of Independence says, because right after it says that, 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 pe- that people have certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And then the very next line is that to preserve these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So, yes, to preserve those rights, governments are instituted among men. That's absolutely right. And Jefferson, who primarily drafted the Declaration of Independence, was right there when when our brilliant founders were creating the Constitution. And And he continued to participate as we got past the original Constitutional Convention, and they reconvened so as to agree on the Bill of Rights, that ended up in the ten, tenth, in the ten amendments that were ratified in 1791, including the Second Amendment, and they decided that 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 if a government is instituted among men, so as to preserve these rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, why do you suppose they put the right to keep and bear arms second, right after the right of freedom of religion, freedom of the press, and freedom of speech, that are all in the First Amendment? Why do you suppose they put the Second Amendment second after just years before, and it's a decade before, but still, years before, having said that the, the responsibility of government is to preserve these unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Why do you suppose they put the right to keep and bear arms as second in the Bill of Rights, knowing it's the government's job to preserve life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It's because if I can't defend my life, and if I can't defend my family's life, do I really have a right to life? If I have no right to protect myself or protect my family, then how, how, do you, how can you say that I have a right to life? If I have no right to resist a tyrannical government, exactly as our founders did, 
You go back to the Second Amendment, talking about a well-regulated militia, that's me and you. Supreme Court has ended that debate. A militia is not an organized governmental unit. It's me and you. It's every person in the United States that in order to preserve the security of a free state being necessary, necessary to a free state, what are they saying? That I have the right and, and I, to stand up to a tyrannical government, but what is a right to stand up to a tyrannical government if I don't have the ability to do so? What gives me the ability to do so? That is to preserve my liberty as in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What preserves my liberty is not only the right, but the ability to defend my life and to defend my liberty. I defend my liberty by standing up to a tyrannical government. How do I do that if my government has disarmed me? And all that culminates in the pursuit of happiness. The Second Amendment, contrary to this idiot law professor, Layla Sadat, and, it, and, and it, what a shame. She's a law professor. She's teaching lawyers. She's teaching people how to practice law. And she's so confused on the, the, the founding documents that created this great governmental system we have that she doesn't understand that not only is the Second Amendment integral to the rights preserved by the Constitution, that it's ab- ab- absolutely essential to protect what she's carping about, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A law professor doesn't understand that, but you do. You do because you listen to The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. We're well past the bottom of the hour. Producer Carl's been giving me the shut the hell up signal for now for five minutes, so we're taking a break. We're going to take your calls, and we're going to branch out. We're going to talk about some more practical things, uh, get past the, uh, the philosophical a little bit, get into some practical uh, gun-related issues, Second Amendment-related issues uh, for the rest of the show. But hey, as we always do, we want to take your calls. You want to talk about the Warrior 110, that kind of a project? Hey, I'd love to hear from you. If you participated or you saw us walking up and down 31 like a bunch of idiots out in the snow, uh, I'd love to hear from you. It's 317-239-9393. And whatever gun-related issue you want to raise, we're happy to talk to you. We always love taking calls from our listeners here on The Gun Guy Show. 317-239-9393. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC.